You know, the Lord has really been um, been just laying something on my heart all week, and and uh, specifically out of Mark chapter four, but just the the concept of roots and um, what what are you rooted in? 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 How many know a root is um, surrounded by something? And uh, the Lord's just been speaking to me about roots just, just all week. And um, a root is surrounded by something. And, you know, I looked at the definition of, of roots, and, I, and I'll read it to you here. It says, roots are the organ of a plant that provides anchor and takes in nutrients. A root provides anchor and takes in nutrients. And so what you're rooted in is either going to be stabilizing you and strengthening you, or it's not. And, you know, if you think about a root, it's surrounded by earth, right? Ideally, it's surrounded by earth. And so what you're rooted in is what you're surrounded with. How many know this world is trying to surround you with fear? It's trying to surround you with fear. Um, it's also trying to surround you with anger. It's trying to surround you with offense. How many know if you're surrounded by fear, what type of nutrient are you going to be bringing in? It's going to be fear, right? And fear is a destroyer. If you're surrounded um, by anger, what, what, what are you going to be bringing in? You're going to be bringing in anger. And, you know, we live in a day and age where you, you have the ability, you choose what voice you hear, but you can hear this voice all the time because of your phones. How many know that you can, you can read uh, news and listen to news 24 hours a day, seven days a week? And, um, and I'll tell you, there's no such thing as unbiased news any longer. And I'm talking about for, for, for both sides. Uh, there was a time when, you know, when, when the goal of news and the goal of media was to you know, report truth, but it's not like that. Everything is trying to manipulate you over into their viewpoint. And uh, you know, this is the information age. You know, in the book of Daniel, it says, knowledge shall run to and fro. And uh, we are living in a time of a surplus of knowledge, a surplus of information. How I many you know information does not equal wisdom? Uh, knowledge, even knowledge doesn't equal wisdom, right? Um, but there are voices that are coming at you all the time, and the Lord just big time speaking to my heart, talk to people about what they're rooted in. How I many you know if a root system is deep enough in something healthy, it doesn't matter how big the storm is, the tree is not going to fall. The issue is not even the fruit that's on the tree. The issue is the root system. How I many you know a tree can have a season where it looks lifeless? It can have a season where it, it, it looks like there's no fruit. How I many you know the wintertime, the trees look like they're dead? But, but as long as that root system... Is, is anchored, it doesn't matter how big the storm, it doesn't matter how cold the winter, it doesn't matter how challenging the time, 
as long as that root system is deeply planted in something that is healthy, right? And so the, the Lord just really speaking to me, what, what are you rooted in? Take a look at you. How many know me and Brian were talking about this before service? The past year and a half, we've all had an opportunity to find out what we trust in. Because everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And, and so, you know, we, 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 we're figuring out, you know, do, do I trust, you know, <laughs> do I trust in the government? Do I trust in the American dollar? Do I trust in the media? You know, do I trust in this leader? Do I trust in this leader? Do I trust in the local church, the organized church? What, what do I trust in, you know? And um, it's not a bad thing for everything. The Bible says that everything that can be shaken will be shaken so that that which cannot be shaken will remain. And, and so let us have grace that we may serve God with, with godly reverence. You know, if I've got one thing in this pulpit that's glued, if I shake this pulpit, you're going to find out what it is. Is it the bottle of water? Is it the iPad? What is it that's glued, right? And so the shaking is going to reveal uh, what, what, what is actually stable, right? And so how many know that you have a kingdom that can't be shaken? You have a kingdom that can't be shaken, Right? And that kingdom is, is on the inside of you, right? How I many you know you, you have a voice on the inside of you that will speak to you? Can I get an amen? How I many you know you hear God for you better than anyone else can hear God for you? That's important to understand. Now, I know that you know, we have pastors and we have leaders, and the purpose of New Testament pastors and leaders is to confirm what's already there inside your spirit. How I many you know you don't want to live your life pastor-led? You don't. You want to be spirit-led. I mean, you don't want to have your relationship with God through another human being. You just don't. You want to have your own relationship with God. Now, you come to church and, and you know, thank God for leaders, thank God for ministers. They're there to break the bread of life and to feed you and to help you along the way. But ultimately, the primary purpose of a leader is to equip you so that you have your own relationship with God. So that 3 o'clock in the morning when you got all hell breaking loose in your home, you need to know the voice of God. Because your pastor might not be in your back pocket at that point. Can I get an amen? Or another leader might not be. You need to know God's voice for you. you know. And, and we live in times where it's so important to be led by the Spirit of God. I mean, like day in and day out, everywhere you go, you know. You know, I've just, just finished, you know, taking a few flights and, you know, ministering up in New York. And, you know, if, if down here I got a, don't get on the plane, you know what? I'm not getting on the plane. Why? Because I trust the voice of the Lord more than I trust anything else. Amen. And so we, we, we live in a time where being spirit-led, I mean, can potentially be life and death in the time that we're living in. Now, it's, not, it's nothing to be afraid of. We don't have to be afraid because, once again, I mean, we have a kingdom that can't be shaken. I'm so thankful that I have a relationship with God. I'm so thankful that I know Him and I know His voice. God's not nervous. God's not scared. You know, um, in fact, there's something inside of me that's excited as I see all the persecution and I see all the things that are happening. Like there's something in me that, how many know we were created to be born for such a time as this? This is our time. I wasn't supposed to be born in the book of Acts. <clears throat> I wasn't supposed to be booking, uh, born in the Old Testament. I wasn't even supposed to be born during the time period that Jesus walked the earth. I'm supposed to be born right now. You're supposed to be born right now. You have a purpose. You have a calling. You are a special people. Can I get an amen? 
and, and, and challenging days are ahead, but we do not have to be afraid. Our God is always going to cause us to triumph. Can I get an amen? To overcome. And so we don't have to be afraid, but it is a time to draw near to the Lord in a place of relationship. It's not a time to be distracted. It's not a time to be angry. It's not a time to be offended. It's a time to draw near to the Lord, and whatever he tells you to do, do it. <clears throat> Can I get an amen? Because he's smarter than us. And he knows how to navigate these times. And I'm not talking about just surviving. I'm not talking about just getting by. I'm talking about flourishing. Okay, that's how it works in the kingdom. You know, the kingdom doesn't just barely get by. The kingdom flourishes. You know, in, in Jeremiah, uh, I believe it's 23, it says, when your tree is planted by the rivers of living water, you're going to bring forth fruit regardless of the heat, regardless of the persecution. In fact... The darkness is here to reveal the light that God has placed on your life. Darkness is on the planet. Gross darkness to the people, but the light is shining on you. You as an individual, the light is shining on you. Why, why is that? Because when light is shining in darkness, people will come to the light that's in you. Can I get an amen? All kinds of ministry opportunity, folks. All kinds, all kinds, you know, and thank God for church, thank God for coming to church, thank God for getting fed, thank God for fellowship, these things are important, we need them, but folks, the ministry's out there. That's where the ministry's at. Pray for people, talk to people, love on people, help people, be kind, you know, just all the time. And as you do it, you start to, to, to live this robust, exciting life when you're living on the gift. That's what you do. See, fear will make you, fear will cause you to draw up and try to survive. <clears throat> you are not called to survive. You're just not. You're called to live. You're called to soar. And we do that by taking in this unconditional love that we've received from the Lord, taking it in, taking it in, drinking it in, receiving it, and then letting it flow out of you to cleanse you of all fear and selfishness and self-preservation so that you become a light, that you become a witness, that you become a help. Simple things and big things. Everybody needs help right now. People need prayer. Simple things, simple things. You hear something simple that I did the other day? I cleaned out my garage yesterday. Oh my gosh, all day long. I mean, zero fun, people. I'm talking like, but we knew we had to do it. We've been wanting to do it for a long time. I was like, you know what? There's never a good time to do it. We just got to do it. So, man, we, we cleaned. I mean, all day, all day long, the whole family cleaned out the, the garage. You know, we, you know, everybody worked. You know, everybody but Lily, praise God. Eli made sure that we didn't get, get rid of too many of his toys. You know what I'm saying? He was like a little, little boss man, like, ah, no, no, we can't get rid of that. No, 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 we, well, we got to keep that, you know. When he went to bed, we took it to the dump, you know. Or when, he, when he took a nap, oh, he's probably watching this right now at home. Praise God. I mean, be careful. <clears throat> anyway, so we, all day long, we work. We got it all done, right? But, uh, I mean, just giving a simple example. Here comes um, a UPS guy, all right? Amazon guy, UPS guy, one of those guys, right? Now, that's a human being with challenges, with a family, with his own situations. God loves him. 
God's in me. God wants to love him through me. Right then. Am I busy? Yes. Do I have a lot going on? Yes. Do I need to stop and take time for love? Yes. Because Jesus had this secret. He said, I have meat to eat that you know not of. What are you talking about, Jeremiah? I'm talking about Jesus was tired and wore out in his human figure. He was tired. And he sent his disciples in to get him food. But then he went and ministered to this woman at the well, right? And he gave of himself. He broke his own bread and it multiplied. And the disciples came and said, you look refreshed. You look strengthened. He said, I have meat to eat that you know not of. What he was saying is, there is a way that I sustain my life, and it's not by taking. It's by giving. And so this guy came in, and I had, some, I had, I had a cooler full of cold beverages, and I got to, to, and I got to, 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 to talk to him and give him a, a, a cold beverage and look into his eyes and care about him. Like, care about him. I'm not talking, you know what I'm saying? And man, when you care about somebody and it's genuine, something happens to somebody. It's not just a box that you're checking. It's just not, it's not something that you're doing. Why? I unleashed the Christ that was in me. And the Christ that was in me didn't care how physically tired I was. The Christ that was in me said, that UPS guy needs contact with me. And so, man, we, we had a moment of time of love, and, and I got to pour love into this guy. And you know what happened to me? I was strengthened. I was made strong. I walked away remembering my purpose in the earth. I have a greater purpose than just surviving. I'm here to love. Can I get an amen? And so, like, you got, you got to get called back to your purpose, to why you're on earth. You're not just here to make a paycheck and stuff your mouth full of food and pay your bills, eat, sleep, drink, and be merry. You're here as a witness in the earth. And, 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 and all you got to see, the love's already in you. You just got to uncork it. It's in you. But see, love's the type of thing that gets stronger as you give it away. One of the greatest things this, this, this street ministry has done for me, that we've been going out on the streets and praying for people and witnessing to people and stuff like that, is it's kept me in this attitude of ministry. Because it's so easy to get so busy in life that you get so focused on your own stuff that you forget your pri the primary reason you're on the earth as a Christian, and that's to be a witness. You're a minister of reconciliation. You've been reconciled. Your eyes have been open to the fact God's not mad at anybody out here and he's taking care of everybody's sin and he wants them all to come home to him. Your eyes have been open to that. Not everybody's eyes are open to that. Not every Christian's eyes are open to that. Your eyes are open to that. And there's an element of responsibility to walk in the light that you've been given. And if you don't walk in that light, what can happen is the reality of the gospel can grow dim to you because you can, and that's, that's what happens a lot of times, people get bored with the gospel. They get bored with Jesus, and they leave Jesus to take another mountain around legalistic Christianity. Well, I need, I, need, I need to earn something. I need to go deeper. I need something. I need to climb a ladder. I need another accolade. I need another badge. I need another blah, blah, blah. We've all done it. 
But like the real, the real life is in receiving the love and giving the love. That's it. It's so simple, man. And, 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 and life becomes exciting again when that love that you have received gets uncorked. How many know a pond can grow stagnant if there's no flowing water? And, and people that understand the gospel can grow stagnant if that love's not flowing out of them. And listen, it's not just the actions and the behavior. Wait till moment, Jeremiah. Well, see, how many know that it's your heart that matters, not the action? Wait till moment, Jeremiah. How many know that I can lovingly spend time with my three-year-old? Or I can, in an obligation sense, play with him just because I know it's the right thing to do. You understand what I'm saying? How many of the same for the pulpit? I can get up here and I can do it out of a sense of obligation, right? Or I can do it out of a sense of knowing that I'm love and giving that love. And so that little simple interaction with that UPS man was done in spirit and in truth and my heart was in it. And it was so simple, so easy, but because love flowed through me, it wasn't a sense of obligation, it was a sense of empowerment because, because Jesus was unleashed. Are y'all tracking me here? I mean, you know, we can get an obligation in our relationships. We can get oblig- we can just, oh, this is what I got to do, this is what I got to do. If your heart's not in it, you're not going to be strengthened and empowered. Your heart must be in it. You must be present. Amen? And so, and, and it's a simple thing. It's not a difficult thing. Uh, you, you, all the love's in you, it's uncork that love. Let that thing flow out of you today, 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 today. When you leave here, who will encounter Jesus in you today? Don't get rushed. You know what I'm saying? Don't get so, because I'm telling you right now, people wither on the vine when they become so afraid that they become self-focused and they go into survival mode. Don't do it. You cannot go into survival mode and thrive. How do, what causes you to go into survival mode? You get scared. Don't be scared. Amen. The best this world can throw at you is to put you face-to-face with Jesus. That's the best they got. Are y'all tracking me here? That's the best thing they got. How many know that's not losing, that's winning? And I'm not encouraging anybody to check out early, but I just want to bring into perspective the best that this world can throw. We're not here to survive. We're here to overcome. We're here to thrive. We're here um, to let the love of God flow through us. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. And Because that's living. Now, Mark chapter 4, and in verse 16, this this scripture just has, God has just been just bringing this scripture up over and over and over again. It says, These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and they have no root. Everybody say no root. No root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. And afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now, how many know that there is some tribulation out there right now? How many know there's also some persecution out there right now? It is not popular to be a Christian right now. In fact, it's less popular than it's ever been. Amen? And so, it says here that if there's no root, 
if you're not rooted in the proper thing, when tribulation or persecution arises, somebody's going to stumble. Now that word stumble in the Greek is the word skandalizo. Strong's number 4624, it means to be offended. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest attack against you is being offended. You can't afford to be offended right now. Because when you get offended, offense is not something that can be contained. It cannot be, um, just like fire can't be contained. You know, you can't, you know, we can't, oh, we're just going to make a small fire up here in the corner. It's all good, everybody. <laughs> I mean, you know, that fire will not stay where we tell it to stay. It's going to grow, and it's going to overwhelm, and it's going to consume. I mean, you know, offense is the same way. The Bible says that a root of falling from the grace of God, a root of bitterness arises up and defiles many. How many of you know there are many bitter and offended people who are Christians who are defiling many? Because what's coming out of them is not life, what's coming out of them is bitterness and hurt in anger, and death. <clears throat> because their root is not properly set, they're getting offended when the tribulation and persecution arises. We have to guard against this. We cannot become these people. How many know that you know, a tumbleweed is a rootless thing? A tumbleweed, it just goes wherever. It, it just, it's here, it's there, it's everywhere. It can't put its roots down it can't weather the storm. A tumbleweed is blown with the wind. It has no sense of stability and no sense of strength. How <clears throat> I many you know offended people are the same? And when someone is dealing with offense, how I many know they'll get offended at this group? But how I many know if they don't take care of that offense, they're going to get offended at the next group and the next group and the next group? You know, when I was a young man, I had a real problem with authority. You know, and uh, I found out from an early age that the adults didn't know what was going on. And so, I, any, you know what I'm saying? I did. I mean, I just, I knew, I was like, these people don't know what's up. And so, as a result of that, I, I, uh, I had a chip on my shoulder towards anybody who was trying to tell me what to do. Well, here's the thing. How many know that I took that with me wherever I went? So, I, what the problem with, the pro, you know what the problem was? Me. <laughs> I was the problem. And, and wherever I went, I was offended and stood against authority. Well, you know where that put me? In jail. <laughs> because if, if you can't handle authority, then eventually authority is going to handle you. Now, thank God, I encountered an authority greater than man. And, and I used to be, you know, a madman, crazy man, and nobody could fix me. But you know who fixed me? Jesus Christ fixed me. Because I couldn't move him, and I couldn't get him to stop loving me. And he loved the hell right out of me. He loved the, he loved the offense off of me, and he loved the chip right off my shoulder. Now I'm happy to submit. Got no problem anymore. I'm, I am I'm the man of Gadarenes. I'm clothing in my right mind and seated next to Jesus. Amen? But the problem wasn't all everybody else. The problem was me. Amen? And so... When this offense and this anger and this bitterness that's trying to attack the body of Christ, I'm not talking about the unsaved. Okay, of course they're going to abide in darkness. They are 
in darkness. But like, we can't operate in the same darkness they operate in and, 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 and expect to change them at all. When we are just as mad and offended as they are, we are, we are not a part of the answer. We are a part of the problem. Are y'all tracking me here? And so, we, and listen, I, and please understand, do not compromise the truth for anybody. Stand strong. For the scriptures. Can I get an amen? Stand strong. Don't move off of it. Look, what what you're standing on is stronger than what they're standing on. So so don't be afraid and don't be scared. God God has went down this road many, many times in many, many different scenarios. I don't care how many Egyptian soldiers there are. I don't care what the enemy throws. I don't care what happens. Our God is greater. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, period. So stand strong, but stand in peace, trusting the Lord. Look, when when you have peace, your boldness is different. What are you talking about, Jeremiah? Well, how many know there's a difference between the boldness of a chihuahua and the boldness of a lion? A chihuahua has a lot to prove. A chihuahua is not sure he's got this. (laughs) So he's got to let everybody know he's got this. A lion? You look at the lion. The Bible says we are bold as lions, right? What's the lion doing? Chilling? I mean, chilling. Anytime I go to the zoo, I want the lion to do something cool. He ain't doing nothing cool. He's going to sleep. He might roar. You know, but for the most part, he's just like, why? Because he's king. He knows he's king. He don't have See, your confidence is displayed in rest. Your confidence is not displayed in volume. Amen. We labor to enter into the rest so that we can out of a place of peace take our stand. Amen. We must your labor must be to stay in peace. That is a more important labor than even your stand. If your stand is not in a place of peace, then you're actually trusting in you to fix this. And you can't fix this. Can't no man fix this. No man. There ain't no man on earth that can fix what's going on, what's wrong right now. Because, because what, what is what the evil that we're seeing is not birthed of man. It's birthed of the of the enemy. And you have to understand that, that all this that's going on, it's been in motion for years and years and years. It's just coming to fruition, right? And so um, you can't stand in your own strength. This is, you, you have your part to play. But at the end of the day, this battle is the Lord's battle. And if you can trust him, then you can stand like a lion rather than yap like a chihuahua. Can I get an amen? See, when we're trying to prove something, we're not confident. You know, and, and, and you, we, now we labor to get into that place of rest. How many of oh, you slip in and out of rest? It has a lot to do with what you hear, right? How many of oh, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of Christ? How many of oh, fear comes by the word of the world? And so you may, or you may even have, you ever, you ever went to sleep in rest and had some crazy dreams and woke up? Not in rest anymore? I have many times. 
I really, I've, the enemy just try to hit, try to attack. Punk, you don't play fair. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? We won. Game over. It's been over for a minute. But in order for me to enjoy it, I'm going to have to listen to what God is saying and remain in that place of rest unmoved. And listen, get comfortable standing in the minority. Don't feel like you got to have a majority to be confident. Seriously, you and Jesus is, an, is a majority. Can I get an amen? You're going to need that because in the days ahead, you, you're not going to be the majority. You're going to be the minority. Put your shoulders back. Get confident. You're in Gideon's army. You're in Gideon's army. You know, this is how God does things. He takes the few and does great exploits because he's the one that gets glorified. He's going to be glorified in the earth, amen? Enemy's not going to have a last laugh. God is laughing at the enemy's plans as we speak. He's not nervous. And we don't need to be nervous, amen? Our forefathers fought so that we could come to this moment, okay? Now it's your turn to fight. But your fight is a fight of faith. Can I get an amen here? So stand knowing that the Lord is with you and the Lord is for you, and, and knowing this above almost everything else, you do not have a flesh and blood enemy. People are not your enemy. And I know people can be you know, influenced by the enemy, swayed by the enemy, walking with the enemy, but still God loves those people. They need help. And, it, and, and you're where the help is at. <laughs> and if you spend your days bashing the people that need you, then when it's time for someone to Nicodemus, we talking about Nicodemus, Jeremiah, I'm talking about by night ask you a question or a Facebook messenger or, hey, man, tell me about this Jesus or whatever. <clears throat> I have people that I regularly witness to at the gym. I do a lot of ministry in the gym because that's, that's where I meet the public, right? And there are people who are not saved and are rough around the edges, but they are watching me big time because I'm not like everybody else and I'm different and I'm also not like other Christians. And they can come over next to me and drop an F-bomb and I'm not going to freak out. They can come over next to me and air out their problems and I'm not going to freak out, right? Why? Because look, my God's stronger than their F-bomb. Can I get an amen? I am not afraid of their F-bomb. I used to throw them myself. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, it's... But at the same time, they're not my enemy. Jesus loves those people. He wants to save them. And the vast majority of the body of Christ would just reject them and grind them into the dirt because they don't look and act like them. That's not the calling of a minister of reconciliation. I have been reconciled. You have been reconciled. We have been forgiven of much. So when we look at someone operating in absolute, complete immorality, I'm not going to judge their value based upon their behavior. I'm going to judge their value based upon the blood that was spilled for them. Because the same blood that was spilled for them is the blood that was spilled for me. So regardless of what they have going on, you know, their political affiliations, their, their, their whatever they're dealing with, God still loves the people. 
He's for the people. Can I get an amen? This isn't, we, we, we cannot allow the enemy to continue to divide us to the point that we're so weak we can't get anything done. <clears throat> Weakness comes from division. We must unite around Jesus Christ. And we have to take a stand against darkness. And taking a stand against darkness means that I don't, de I don't demonize a human being in the name of my truth. I should probably say that again because clearly it didn't come from me. <laughs> I have moments like that all the time. I should not dehumanize, de demonize a human being because they don't agree with my truth or they're not born of, of where I'm at. No, 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 man. We've got, we love is the answer. Now listen, please, Jeremiah, listen, I don't compromise your stance for truth. I'm not asking you to compromise. Stand strong, but stand in peace, stand in love, and don't get offended. Because if you get offended, your butt's going to get kicked. Because this is what happens to the offended. So the question is, what are we rooted in, right? And I'm going to read you that same passage out of the Amplified because I think it brings out some, some greater truths. It says, Mark 4, 17, it says, They have no real root in themselves, so they endure for a little while. But when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately are offended, become displeased, angry, resentful. They stumble and fall away. You, it's difficult to hold a fire of offense and maintain the faith. Because, because the reason offense is so destructive is it discredits the cross. I know that sounds crazy, but it does. How does it discredit the cross? Here's the thing. How many know you've been forgiven of all? But you know what you, know what you can't do now? You can't hold on against somebody. You're not allowed to. <laughs> you can't. I mean, you have, for, you have given up the right to hold on. You just can't do it. You can but if you do, you're going to frustrate the kingdom. The kingdom flows with forgiveness. When I hold ought against somebody, when I hold, when I stay offended at somebody, I'm mad at somebody. And this is the example that Jesus gave. How many know I've been forgiven a billion dollar debt of sin? And you have too, even if you weren't as immoral as I was. Because if you, if you have broke one, you broke them all. And so I'm going to hold on against somebody. I've been forgiven this billion-dollar debt of sin, and I'm going to demand payment for this five bucks that somebody owes me and forfeit my inheritance because I left grace and went back into a system of debt. You owe me. You owe me. Don't nobody owe you nothing. God don't even owe you. <laughs> nobody owes us anything. Jesus gave us everything for free. And the, that word scandalon in the Greek for, for offense, it means a baited trap. It's the word picture. It's a trap. Because the enemy knows if he can get you offended, the kingdom's going to be frustrated in your life. And what's flowing through you will not be the fruit of the Spirit. You'll go back to carnality. Anger and offense and blah, 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 and this and that and this and that. You can't win the battle in the flesh. You gotta stay in the spirit if you want to win. And a part of staying in the spirit is we gotta forgive those that, that come against us. Can I get an amen? amen. And you know, you're not gonna forgive me, you get to pray for them. 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 Please pray for them. Why? Because we need to remove the enemy's influence off of their lives 
so that the intention that God had in them when he created them can flower and bloom through the finished work of the cross. Praise God. We've got to be agents of love, man. And here's the thing. When you are an agent of love and you are walking in the spirit, people that are in the flesh will think you're weak. Let me look at you, weak, Christian, blah, 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 you know, and, and all that. And just like, oh. but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to roll as a lion in peace. I don't got to join a pack of chihuahuas to prove who I am. I am very comfortable with who I am in Christ. I don't need their affirmation. Are y'all tracking me here? But you're going to have to stand. You're gonna, there's going to be an element of standing alone in, in the process. Not totally alone, but there's going to be moments <clears throat> when you're not going to join the parade of complaining. You're not going to join the, the parade of bitterness and rage and anger. Now listen, I understand. We need time to vent. We need time to talk. People that are close to, to, to us... You know, Brian and I, we vent to each other, you know, and it's okay to vent. It's okay to talk. How many know you need someone, a safe place where you can just run your mouth? God's the primary, but secondary is your brothers and sisters in the Lord. We got to be able to just run our mouth every once in a while. But you can't live there. You got to cycle out of that. You got to switch gears and you got to get back in the spirit. Because if not, then your roots are going to be attacked. And then you're going to be, you're going to be left being blown in the wind. You need strong roots to weather the storm. <clears throat> and I see so many of Christians offended right now and mad. And we don't look any different than the world does. We look exactly like them. We just have a different t-shirt on. And we can't do that. We can't do that. We got to take a stand against it. Amen? Now, turn to Ephesians chapter 3, please. And, <clears throat> I, and I know this is somewhat of a strong word. But how I many you have a God that loves you strongly? He's a strong love. And, and like, he doesn't want his kids getting messed up during this time. Amen? He, he wants his kids to be solid because now's our time to shine, man. Now's our time to shine. You shine best in darkness. It's the, the darkness is <laughs> why we're here, man. It's our time. We're going to shine. Amen? We're going to win. Yes. So you said you came out of pain and everything. Uh, is there any, you know, any legalism, you know, morality, like Paul addressed here in, in Galatians 5 and says, the fruit of the Spirit is this. Mm-hmm. If against these things there is no law. Come on, dude. If there's no law, there's no accusation. Come on. And so the enemy can't touch me in that place. Yes. That's good. Yeah, you, you stay in the spirit, man. You stay in the fruit of the spirit. And the en- enemy, it, see, he's got to try to develop a foothold in you. Because he can't mess with you when you're in the spirit. So he's got to try to make you mad. He's got to try to make you offended. He's trying to get you in the flesh. Who are the quickest people to get you in the flesh? People that are in the flesh. And it's Christians. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not the world. It is, man. And so, but like, but we, we don't, have to, we don't have to do that. We don't have to participate. Did you have something? Yeah, just to, the Lord is speaking to me. Those who seem like they have, if you're a preacher, the Lord said this, those who seem like they have the most power, and they're doing things that are bad, and they think they have, and, and it, it appears that they have control, those folks are actually in bondage, but they're in chains. Yeah. It may seem by the world standards that they have control, and they're, but what's behind them is the enemy. 
true. And actually, those folks are in bondage. They're enslaved. It's good. And they don't even, what's the worst part is they don't even see that they're enslaved. Let me tag on that. How much power did Pilate have? But he, but he looked like he had all the power. But he had, he had, he had zero power. And, 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 and we were talking about this the other day. Jesus wouldn't answer him back. Jesus looked weak. There Pilate is. He's grilling Jesus. Don't you know I could take your life? Don't you know? Don't, look at me when I'm talking to you, son. I mean, that's kind of what he was doing at him, you know? And Jesus was just like... But then finally, Jesus just stopped for just a moment and said, because <laughs> like this person, this official thinks they have all this power. He's talking to the creator of the universe. He said, I can call down 12 legions of angels right now. How many of you know one angel's enough? Just one is all anybody can handle. But he said 12 legions. I don't know how many angels are in a legion, but I'm assuming a whole bunch. How many? 12,000 per legion. Okay, so 12,000 angels, right? Like, ain't nobody want to mess with 12,000 angels. But bottom line is Jesus didn't get suckered into Pilate's power play. He stayed in the kingdom. He died for that man's sins because there's a greater battle than what you see on the surface. Listen to me. Men's souls are at stake. And the soul of a man, the soul of a woman is more valuable than anything else in the whole world because that's eternal. That's eternal significance. What we're going through right now is temporary. There's an eternal battle that's going on. So let's not forget the real playing field. Let's not forget the real war that's going on. Are you tracking me here? You're a part of a different kingdom. Amen. So Ephesians 3.17, talking about the root, it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. This is your root. Why did the first group get offended? They weren't rooted and grounded in love. And I know we talk about this all the time, but listen, think about a root. It's surrounded by something that's going to anchor it and give it nutrients. In this time, you need to be surrounded by God's love for you. Surround yourself. Don't surround yourself with fear. Don't surround yourself with information. Don't surround yourself with news. Surround yourself with the love of God. Why? Because it's going to anchor you to keep you from being offended. Because when you know how much you are loved, it's easy to forgive. How could Jesus pardon the Roman soldiers while being crucified? Because he was surrounded by love. He was stronger than them. He was not offended. He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He saw the big picture. Everyone else just saw the microcosm of the crucifixion. Jesus is looking down into centuries. Jesus is looking at 
the, the demonic powers that were controlling Pilate, the demonic powers that were controlling the Roman soldiers. He had his eye on a different foe. I'll reiterate, you do not war against flesh and blood. Powerful. See, strength many times is displayed in restraint. It's not, it's not being the explosive individual. It's having the ability to and choosing not to because you see, you see a greater good. Y'all track them here. We, we, we have to really be wise in the season that we're in. We have to stay in the spirit. We have to be rooted and grounded in love to keep offense out <clears throat> because how many know the enemy... Does he, how many know he plays both sides of the field? All the time. He plays the side of darkness, and he plays the side of man-made religion, legalistic, etc. Our brothers and sisters in the Lord that love God but don't know it. And so we don't want to be a part of the problem. We want to be a part of the answer. Can I get an amen? We want to stay in the Spirit. And so rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the width, length, depth, height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So we're talking about being anchored, and we're also talking about gathering in nutrients, gathering in strength. <clears throat> Don't be spoiled by complexity and the philosophy of man. <clears throat> oh, Jeremiah, I know God loves me. Yeah, okay, give me something else. <laughs> I, and I understand people get like that. But like the love of God is what drives fear out of you. The love of God is what energizes your faith. The love of God is what shows you that these bad things that are happening don't come from God. The love of God is what allows you to forgive the way Jesus forgave. The love of God is what's going to keep you in the Spirit. So don't trivialize something because it's simple and march into something more complicated that you can take credit for. Keep it simple. Keep it. It's the simplicity of Christ. And, I'm, and, and th that's the hardest part about it. It's so simple that we struggle with it. But the enemy does his best work in complexity. You know, he, 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 de he deceived Adam and Eve. They got away from the simplicity. Amen? Listen, Jesus loves you. This I know. <laughs> Surround yourself with the love of God. Surround yourself with the love of God in this season so that you will not be offended and your root will take strong. Can I get an amen? Turn to Colossians chapter 2. That word rooted only occurs twice in the Greek, and we're going to take a look at both those instances right now. It's the word, um, where is it at? Rezo. 
and it's a verb. So this is an action. So you being rooted in love is an action. It's Strong's number 492, Rezo, to take root, to render firm, to fix, to establish, to cause a person or thing to be thoroughly grounded. So there's only two places this word happens in the Greek in the New Testament. One, being rooted and grounded in love. Okay? And the next thing is this, Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted, there it is, and built up in Him. In Him. Two things. Rooted in love, rooted in your identity. Christ as your identity. How many know your identity has changed? You laid down your old identity and you've taken up a new identity. What are you talking about, Jeremiah? I'm talking about where are your roots at? You know, maybe if we identified more with Jesus, there'd be less division. Maybe if we identified more with him, there'd be less disunity and offense and anger because of differences of, of culture, differences even of belief systems. You're, be rooted in love, be rooted and built up in Him, in Christ. What does that mean? That means you knowing. Listen, does God love Jesus? Is Jesus righteous? Amen. Where are you? So now you're, you're one with Christ. There is no difference in the sense of identity because you are now in Him. Now, he's the head. He's the boss. Never lose sight of that. You get weird when you lose sight, when you lose sight of that. We, we, he's, the, he's, the, he's the head. Amen. He's the Savior. But you're, you're, you're in his body. Amen. And so the more you get rooted in that reality, the less you have to justify yourself to angry, offended people. What are you talking about, Jeremiah? Like, you don't have anything to prove anymore. Like, you don't have to compete with the Joneses. You don't have to, like, there, there, there's, there's this place of rest that comes as we get rooted and built up in Jesus. Our identity is in him. Can I get an amen? How many know he identifies with us? How do you know, Jeremiah? Because he took it personal when Paul was persecuting the church. He said, Paul, why are you persecuting me? Why? Because those believers were him, his body. Can I get an amen? And so, like, so the, this is where your roots need to go deep into your identity in Christ. We talk about that a lot. But then also into the love of God so that you can handle the tribulation and persecution that's coming and is here and you don't get offended and fall away. Because when you get offended, the kingdom stops functioning properly in you. The gears stop cranking. I'm not saying you lose your salvation. But how many know, and if, I've seen some offended Christians who... Uh, didn't have any fruit of the Spirit. In fact, there was a root of bitterness that was in them. And you could almost sense the presence of the enemy. Why? Because, once again, going back to, not anybody in here, but going back to, yeah, I just want to clarify, because that's you, he's talking about you. No, I'm not. Going, amen. Can't even, can't even blame that on my daughter. Amen, that's all me. 
Um, going back to offense and how it undermines the cross. It's saying that, and I, and I know it sounds crazy, but it's saying that, like the blood wasn't enough. Somebody owes me. You tracking me here? We can't do that, guys. We just can't. Like, I've had all kinds of people hurt me, all kinds of people, you know, use me. Hey, forgive them all, man. Yeah. Forgive them all. Like, mm-mm, nope. I've been forgiven. I forgive you. I forgive you. I release myself from the prison of offense. I move on with my life. I get to live. I get to be happy because at the end of the day, you know who needs to be blamed? The devil. Because everybody that hurt you was hurt by somebody else, and we can always, we can track it right back to the garden. So just let it go, walk in wisdom, and, and forgive. Amen? And, you know, you're not forgiving them for them. You're forgiving them for you. Seriously, you're releasing yourself. So, anyway, surrounded by love, rooted in love, rooted in identity, so that we can not... Let's turn to Acts 24. Just a couple more places and we close. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to read it later towards the end of the message. Good job. Good observation. It's my, it's my closing scripture. Yeah, no, it's good. That's where we're going. <laughs> Thank God for the Holy Spirit, right? It's good, man. It's good. Acts 24 in verse 16. And, and I just, once again, I want to show you this. I want you to guard your heart against offense, being rooted in Christ and being rooted in love. Acts 24, verse 16, Paul speaking, he says, Therefore I always exercise and discipline myself, this is amplified, mortifying my body, deadening my carnal affections and bodily appetites and worldly desires, endeavoring in all respects to have a clear, unshaken, blameless conscience, void of offense towards God and towards man. What are you talking about, Jeremiah? Paul was purposeful about staying unoffended. He says, I exercise myself to be void of offense towards God. I mean, you know, people get offended at God because all the craziness and forget that he's a God of love. And then how many know you can get offended towards people? We've been talking about that all morning. Paul was purposeful. He said, I exercise myself to be void of offense. How many of y'all try to make sure you don't have salad in your teeth, right? Like it's a goal, right? You know, <laughs> Tim said, I have no problem. I just don't eat it. Amen. Amen. But like, no, no one's going to roll around the big piece of lettuce on their teeth purposefully, right? You're going to like, you know, you're going to like, you know, or whatever. But like, you have to be purposeful not to be offended in the time we're living in. Like, if you, if you saw your enemy lay a trap, you're not going to walk into it, right? Every chance, because next week you're going to have opportunity to get offended. There's so many angry people. So many angry people. Man. It's crazy. Just driving. Seriously, like, I've had some, like, I'm pretty chill, but, like, I've had some moments where it's like, you have to watch it because there's a current of anger. You're like, no, 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 no. That's not my life. I'm not living like that. Can I get in, you know what I'm saying? But exercise yourself to be void of it. Walk around the trap. Can I get an amen? Don't let offense own you. I don't care what happens in the world. Don't get offended. Amen. It's too, it's too dangerous. And then in Matthew 18, turn to Matthew 24, and I'll read to you Matthew 18. Like I said, we're, we're winding it down right now. But Jesus speaking, he says, Woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses must come, but woe to the man by whom the offense comes. 
How many know an offended person is miserable? An offended believer, an offended non-believer. They're miserable. They got some woe on them. <laughs> woe to the man to whom offense has come. Right? We don't want none of that woe. No woe. Matthew 24, verse 3, Jesus speaking here. This is, this is a powerful point. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us when all these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Jesus answered and said, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. Once again, going back to peace. Going back to peace. See that you're not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilences. I mean, you know, COVID is a pestilence. Earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. They will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and will be hated by all nations for in my name's sake. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. I have never in all of my life seen more offended, hate-filled people. Saved and unsaved. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Listen, it says then. See, listen. People are easier to manipulate when they're offended. It says after many will be offended, will betray one another, will hate one another, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Why? Offense sets the stage to be controlled and manipulated. Don't, don't join that. Don't be controlled and manipulated by offense. Y'all tracking me here? Be at peace. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. That's talking about agape right here, right? So it's talking about Christians. How many know that if your root system, how many know that love is your root system, right? We've established that. If you let your love grow cold, then it's going to be real easy to pluck you up and get you offended and rolling like a tumbleweed. Thank you. Don't let your love grow cold. Keep your love hot. How do you do it, Jeremiah? Receive it, give it out. Receive it from the Lord, give it out. Keep it hot because love's light. Keep it hot, man. Keep that thing white hot. Let the love of God flow through you because love is light. How I many know when you hate your brother, you're in darkness? Why? Because you can't see. You're not seeing the way things are. Love lets you see. Love, how many know Jesus had love light to see with? And that's why he could separate Pilate and the Roman soldiers from the true darkness that was present. Jesus died for Pilate and those Roman soldiers. One of those, and then one of them got saved. So like, love will allow you to see properly. Don't let your love grow cold because of all the craziness. Can I get an amen? Don't, don't let your root system dry up and be attacked. But it says, But he who endures to the end shall be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. The true gospel must be preached. Now, and then 
you don't have to turn here for sake of time, but I'm, I'm going to read this to you. Actually, turn back to Colossians. That's our final verse, but I want to read this to you. You know what a great way to not be offended is? One of the empowerments, A, it's love, B, it's identity. But the next thing, Psalm 119, 165, great peace have those who love your law, and nothing shall cause them to be offended. We talking about the scriptures. When it's talking about law here, it's not, not in you know, this literal sense of mosaic legalism. He's talking about the word of God. How many know when you have a passion for truth, you can come out of offense? Come on now. How many know the enemy's trying to attack Scripture hardcore right now? Don't buy into that crap, man. When people are trying to, to come against the, the Scriptures and come against the Bible, dude, let them have whatever book they're reading out of. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go ahead. You read that book, okay? That guy who wrote that book, he's dead. The guy that wrote my book, he's alive. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like... Why? Because when, when, when the scriptures get jerked out from underneath a believer, they, they're just a tumbleweed, man. Don't let go of the scriptures because somebody got some deeper revelation that somehow the word of God is not inspired. Oh, thanks. That is one good thing I learned from the places that I came. The word of God is the word of God. Amen. So it's going to help you to, to, to embrace. Now, this and going back to what Brian was saying, we're going to read the rest of this passage and we're going to close. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6, let me read this together. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Let me just stop here for a moment. How I many offended people aren't thankful? Offended people complain. You can check your spiritual temperature by how thankful you are. If you are thankful, you are spiritually healthy. If you are not thankful, you are not seen clearly. Because you, if God never does anything ever again for any of us, we have an eternity to be thankful for what he's done. Don't let the enemy wrap you up in the moment and leave you grumbling and complaining. No, be thankful. How many of all thankful people are happy? They are, man. Amen. So he says, rooted and built up in him, abounding with thanksgiving. And then he goes on, and beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the traditions of man, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. What are you talking about, Jeremiah? There's so much humanism and Gnosticism attacking the body of Christ right now. That, that, that people are, are letting go of sound doctrine to embrace things that are born of man. Listen, this is key. This is, this is one of the ways you can tell if doctrine is right or not. Who does it glorify? Jesus said, this is how you know good doctrine or bad doctrine. If what I preach glorifies me, it's bad doctrine. If what I preach glorifies Jesus, it's good. Are y'all tracking me here? How I many you know all legalism glorifies self in self-effort? Like the, the, the amount of people, people love to worship people. They love it. I don't either, man. <clears throat> there is not a man or woman on earth that's worthy of your worship. They are just people. All of them. Stars, superstars, sports stars, rap stars. They're people. 
But like, I, you know, the other day I took a moment and I was just scrolling through some old school, like, uh, ministry and stuff. And like, it's all about, we are going to pray over your requests. And we are awesome. If you send us enough money, we will pray. Over, we will lay our, we, 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 oh, look, man, <laughs> like Moses is dead. There is no need for a middleman. You pray. God lives inside of you. Can I get an amen? You don't need somebody. I'm not, yes, we pray for each other, but you don't need some special anointed person to intercede for God on your behalf. What are they doing? They spoiling people. There it is. Teach you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of man, not according to Christ. Jesus tossed the temple tables. <coughs> he shut down the middleman. There's no middleman anymore. You come to God. You are the temple of the living God. God's living on the inside of you. You don't need a special anointing. You don't need somebody to pat your head. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need to buy their T-shirt. You don't need their vial of oil. Oh, gosh, man. I mean, like, it, 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 it's, it's <laughs> I'm popping my mic off again. Praise the Lord. It's, it's, it's humorous and makes me mad at the same time and makes me want to cry all at the same time. Because like, now listen, I'm not, I'm not and, 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 and the opposite end of that is just disrespect towards all leaders and all leadership and there's no concept of leaders. That's not, that's the other end of the ditch. You can't receive from somebody you don't respect. And you need, to, you, you need to, to, there are leaders in the body of Christ. Leaders are good. They're pastors and teachers and, and all these things are good, but they're not better than you. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're actually there to serve you with their gift to equip you for the ministry so you can have your own relationship with God. I mean, that's, they're just, they're here to, we're all here to serve each other when we do it right. We're here to serve each other in love, you know, but, but, but you don't, you, and so I just saw that, and, and oh, it just makes me want to vomit. It's just awful, man. And you know what? It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Why? People love to worship people. But listen, you, you are not called to that. Can I get an amen? You're not called to worship people. So according to the basic principles of the world, not according to Christ, for in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Listen, and you are what? complete in him. <laughs> you don't need. You're complete. Can I get an amen? You're complete in him who's the head of all principality and power. Amen. And so I say all that to encourage you to not be deceived and blown about with the wind of every doctrine. Don't be offended. Don't let go of the scriptures. Don't um, be rooted in love and rooted in Christ. And you know what happened? You're going to weather this storm because your root system is greater than what the world can throw at you. But, 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 but you will need to labor to enter into that rest. What, what's, what's the labor? You got to feed. You got to eat. How many know that we all have more peace now than when we first walked in? And those of you that are watching online, you have more peace now. Why? Because we opened up Jesus, the bread of life, and we fed on Jesus. 
So in order to maintain this rest, you are going to have to feed. You are going to have to have relationship with the Lord and spend time with the Lord because the current of this world is anger and fear. This one, I'm, the kingdom's contrary to that. So draw near to the Lord in this season and don't let, the, don't let the enemy steal anything from you. Flourish, thrive, shine, amen? Because there's all kinds of people that need the Christ that's in you, amen? We want to help them, we want to love them, we want to, uh, we want to walk with them, amen? Amen, praise God. Thank you, Lord, 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 thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just, let's just take a moment. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I just thank you for everybody watching here, everybody watching online. Lord, if anyone has stepped into that offense trap, I thank you that this word sprung them out, that they just receive it, trap sprung, bars are open, they're walking out, back in the spirit, back in a place of rest, back. And Lord, and I just thank you that you help us to be rooted and grounded in love and rooted and grounded in you, Lord. And I thank you that, that we are... Um, agents of change, ministers of reconciliation. We are salt. We are light. We are difference makers in our community and in the world that we live in, Lord. And I thank you that you help us stay in the spirit in, in, these, in these challenging times, Lord. Help us to stay in that place of rest. And Lord, I, I just thank you that you invite your people to, to feed on you, to eat, Lord, whether it's their lunch break or uh, you know, time with you in the morning or the evening or whenever, Lord, I just thank you that we feed on you and not the spirit of this world, and we stay strong, and we stay in a place of rest. Father, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You might have anything in closing. Everybody good?